Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Community Talks, brought to you by Graziti Interactive. I'm John Somers, your host. Today we have uh, Donnie Weinstein going to be helping us out, giving us his insight in community and social media and everything that's going on in the world today. Right? So uh, sit back, relax, and I uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, thanks so much for uh, joining Community Talks today. If uh, you're new to the podcast, uh, it's brought to you by Graziti Interactive. We're a uh, community deployment and service integrator and uh, doing lots of work for many years, uh, building some of the building and helping manage some of the biggest uh, communities around. It's also in the news today, if you haven't seen it online and uh, we'd really like you to check it out, we're holding uh, our first uh, conference, if you will, it's virtual summit. So Community Refocus 2020, hosted by Graziti. It's going to be happening on August 25th. Uh, we got uh, some really great uh, sponsors already with Higher Logic, Vanilla, Gather Consulting, Search Unify, and, and, and a few more that are being finalized right now. We got some great speakers from Carrie Melissa Jones and Adrian's Pie for Vanilla and Vanessa Peach and Holly Firestone. So a bunch of people. And uh, more being added, you can uh, come check it out at Graziti Interactive and um, hope uh, to see you at the event. It should be uh, pretty cool and unique. Uh, it's going to be very interactive with chat and uh, networking and virtual expo booths. So pretty excited about that. Okay, so enough of the, the house cleaning. Uh, we do have uh, Donnie here with us today. And we want to hear what he has to say and really get into uh, how things are going. Uh, so uh, welcome to the, to the podcast. Uh, how's everything going today? Thank you, John. Yeah, excited to be here and uh, share my thoughts on community. Appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to join your podcast and also looking forward to potentially the opportunity uh, for the upcoming conference. Yeah, it's a conference is a, you know, it's cool. I've been to so many of them, right. And uh, you know, being the, the planner is definitely, uh, I have a whole nother respect for uh, the event planning team. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be a bear, especially in uh, the current times. Yeah, right. It, it's it's the, the, you know, that leads into a really good question, right? That's like the biggest focus, I think, of community people is uh, shifting from uh, in-person to on in, in virtual events. You know, I know me as a community manager of RAN user groups and meetups and going to conferences is a big part of connecting the in-person and uh, online events. Uh, how have you been uh, dealing with, before we get into, I guess we can uh, get into that a little bit, but let's just tell a little bit about, a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, you've got such a history uh, dealing with stuff like gamification and support uh, from enterprise, B2B and B2C. It's like, where do we start? So why don't you uh, give a little people a little bit of overview of what you've been uh, working on? Sure. So uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Uh, this is uh, Donnie Weinstein. I'm a community builder, strategist, and uh, really operational implementer for you know building, growing, scaling communities. And I've uh, been in the space for more than a dozen years now. Uh, I had the opportunity to be on the ground floor of the original HP social care team and HP consumer support back in the day where, you know, we had a charter to build out a branded uh, community. The, the America support team 
had won a J.D. Power Award in 2006, and in 2007 they were told they were not going to renew it because we were missing a a forum essentially that HP did not have or did not own. They had one with Compact that was uh, put to, put to bed post merger, and so we had the charter to go and do that. Uh, we went to HPIT, and at that time they were very uh, <laughs> slow to market, in no other words, and so they told us it would be several years. We got permission to go external. Uh, we vetted a number of vendors, and uh, essentially in 2008, we started launching uh, seven language support communities, uh, everything from English, French, German, Spanish, Portuguese, to Korean and simplified Chinese over a 15-month period. Uh, the team grew from three to 35 people in the time that I was there through the end of 2014, and we had really just uh, tremendous success. We really uh, were living the dream. We, we won multiple Groundswell Awards. We went from zero to 60 pretty quickly, and by the time that I left, we were serving more than 2 million members and driving 100 million customers here in traffic to those uh, communities. Uh, probably one of the biggest highlights was just cultivating, you know, several hundred, uh, those top one percenters, uh, the super fans from around the world, from all, walk, all walks of life to help answer questions around support for PCs, printers, and tablets. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get funding to put together some really cool uh conferences. They were called the HP Social Care or Social Summit. Uh, HP Social Support Summit back in 2012 and 2013. The first one was in San Francisco. The second was in um, in Orlando. And so we flew in all, all of our top experts from around the world, wine and dine them, but really going to have an opportunity for them to meet in person versus uh, online. Um, anyway, later in the end of 2014, I got recruited by Doma, which at the time was a very well-funded uh, startup, and uh, their CEO hired me to build out their brand-new customer-facing uh, community. So definitely a different animal. This is a B2B uh, IT professional community, and so really owned everything from... A little bit different, right? A little bit different. <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. Uh, and so there I had you know 90 days from the time I got hired to go live at our first customer conference, which was known as uh, Doma Palooza in 2015. And then I've spent the last, you know, five plus years at Domo, uh, you know, building, scaling, integrating uh, community and taking it to another level. So it's more than just, you know, a support forum and support deflection. It's also creating content for education and creating ideation so that, you know, your most passionate customers have a say in what features we should put in the product. And more importantly, lastly, working closely with marketing and integrating uh, the user group strategy with, you know, by cultivating our top community members who ended up, you know, speaking at many of those events uh, and driving. Well, and I think that's like one of the, 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 what you're just describing there is, well, I think one of the defining trends of what a successful community has to be to, to be successful. You have to accomplish that is, is span that gap between just saying, okay, we want to answer questions for support, but also, involving the other teams, the marketing and you know, the social and all these things to, to build that base to give value to your, your customer. No, absolutely. And I think this is where many uh, community managers struggle in the success of their, if their communities is the ability to articulate and promote and demonstrate the value of the community to, uh, to the executive team. And really, you know, what I'm seeing as a trend is that, you know, community is becoming a, a mainstay now in many businesses. It's oh, becoming yeah. and evolving into a horizontal versus a vertical. And so it is serving, you know, engineering for ideation, education for content, support for deflection, but more importantly, sales and marketing for upsell, retention and renewal. And so once you are able to tie, you know, those passionate members of your community to, you know, 
speaking at conferences and, and user groups and using them as reference calls and driving business, uh, that is a clear definition of the bottom line that many executives understand. Uh, it's not easy to do. There's a lot no. of work in developing those. Yeah, apps. totally. It's, we've uh, definitely seen some uh, good reports, right, coming from like Salesforce on community involvement and retention rates that are super compelling out there. And oh yeah, and, and you know, at Delmo, we were you know we were in the space of, of analytics, and fortunately, we were we had some pretty smart people, data scientists, that built up models on on the health of our accounts, and so they they it was kind of a health scorecard, and we could demonstrate that. You know, looking at all the accounts that we had, all the customers that Domo had, those that had an active member of the community were lower at risk and higher to uh, high, had a higher propensity to to upsell and renew versus those who had nobody active at all. And so there was a defining defining moment there that said, "Hey, you know what? The more we can get them engaged in crowdsourcing and sharing that wealth of knowledge on you know using our products and promoting the product, you're going to have a better uh, a better likelihood of." Of getting more business out of that account. Yeah, I saw a a, a, a a buddy of mine I used to work with. He's over at another company, uh, enterprise B two B, you know, hardware uh, company, and they're able to uh, tie a social attribution to sales now, right? So they can actually say this, like we attributed a sale to a social lead or a social influence. So I thought that was a the next level as well to really, you know, so now we're showing sales, we can show sales attribution. So show retention attribution along with uh, customer SAT score and case deflection. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And so, you know, and part of that shift as well that I'm seeing is, you know, again, I was impacted by COVID with, uh, you know, don't have a big round of layoffs in April. And so I've been talking to a lot of companies on where I can add value. And I'm, I'm certainly seeing, you know, the ownership of community now residing much more in marketing. And so marketing and sales are, are getting it and they're understanding that there is a tremendous value in uh, harnessing the power of your advocates to drive business. In addition to the traditional things that I mentioned earlier around deflection, education and uh, innovation. So that's certainly an encouraging thing, uh, but there's still a lot more work to do. Uh, in the space as far as educating uh, executive teams on the value of community and even, you know, helping fellow community managers understand that, you know, there's a, there's a, a rigor involved in developing this cadence to, to drive metrics and to discuss value and to demonstrate the value for the success of, uh, of the community. I think that's a, because, uh, you know, different community managers or where the community project is born really defines some of that direction, right? So if, uh, let's say, what could you say to the marketing manager, which a lot of communities are started within the marketing organization uh, for, for user groups and brand awareness and advocacy, but they need to get into the support world. You know, is there, is, what's the, how do they, should they go about that possibly? Well, again, I think that, uh, there's got to be recognition at the executive level where these verticals are reporting into that, you know, community is no, is no longer a siloed uh, activity event or deliverable. It really is a horizontal that's got to serve and has the opportunity to serve your traditional verticals in the organization. So uh, if they're missing out on that, uh, then that's certainly a big opportunity. Um, but, you know, initially when you're, if you're going to start out a brand new community, then, 
there's got to be a beachhead with a with an executive sponsor that understands. Okay, let's start out here in marketing and, and get those advocates involved. But longer term, there is going to be a natural affinity to deliver across the organization. And the benefit there from if you're a marketing executive, you're able to sell that across the organization and, and provide more value to the education team, to the support team, to the engineering team. Guess what? You have the opportunity then to bargain for more more resources, more money, and more headcount to drive the value of that community for the better of the company. Yeah, definitely. I think when we when I talk to you know clients these days, we're always talking about what's your you know one, three, and five year plan for the community, right? That. I think in the beginning we were we had these you know we had 60 days to get it up. We weren't thinking 5 years down the line, right? So but now when we're talking to community people and they're migrating to platform or 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 you know getting a new platform, I'm I'm really trying to say okay, what's your 1, 3 and 5 year plan? Where do you envision this being in 5 years cuz this thing is going to is going to stay around for a long time, right? So I think uh that's a a big shift in the the strategy mindset with all community managers. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, when you're having those conversations with the potential hiring manager and the executive team, you you need to understand, okay, what, you know, how are they being measured? You know, certainly Domo, you know, big metric across the board is we were under tremendous pressure to grow revenue. And so they were were really looking at, um, you know, how do we drive upsell renewal and retention? Because again, in a SaaS business model or software as a solution model, you really need to, you know, get multi-year deals to have that train rolling so that, you know, you're getting revenue coming in every year. Uh, that resonated. So it's, it's, it goes back to understanding your audience. If you're getting hired into a support organization and certainly demonstrating, okay, if I've got, if I've got 10,000 people calling me or reaching out to my company every month and we can successfully deflect, you know, 50% of the incoming calls or chats or emails that we're having to serve right now by having a community, you can easily put up a model that can show a lot of uh, dollar value. The same it goes true. It's true for, for education and innovation. Um, so I think it goes back to again understanding your audience, what part of the organization you're coming into, but also being cognizant of there's a much bigger opportunity here, um, and that's got to play into your particularly your three and five year plan. You've got to plan in year one for that, but you know you, typically year one you're up and running and you've got to successfully hit a a strong beachhead to deliver that immediate value. But you also need to set up the foundation so that you can broaden broaden your reach and be able to serve, you know, multiple executives uh, in the organization. Yeah, one of one of my previous organizations, we even uh, started to see that hey, we were a cybersecurity company, and uh, this this data is like super valuable. Like, let's uh let's put it behind a like a we put it behind a paywall <laughs> we made a subscription. So part of this subscription got you access to all this cybersecurity information. And we even you know, turned the community into, into a product essentially. Right. Cause uh, you know, it's this value taking like the Gartner or the Forrester approach, right. That those reports and those things that are in there are highly valuable. So, you know, that's the kind of value you can get out of your community that these things are highly valuable. And uh, I think, more community managers are seeing that every day and we're seeing that growing. And I guess that, you know, we're also seeing the increase of the need for reporting and, and more complex reporting solutions too. And that's a, you know, a, I'm sure you've had your, 
days with reporting and things not being connected. But uh, what are what are your views on current like reporting and you know how do you how do you see the numbers coming together? Oh yeah, now reporting has been I think an Achilles heel of community management for a long time. I mean, there are, you're, you have many many tools in your toolbox. Uh, they don't necessarily all play very well together. Uh, you know, without going into specific vendor names, and so no, totally. you really have to uh, understand what is what is relevant, what is important, that can be buildable, scalable, and and recurring. You know, so that you're getting uh, you know reports delivered to you on a regular basis. That's for sort of first of all. Uh, you know, within Domo, I was fortunate that, again they, they, they we were using our you know our own tools and with a fair amount of heavy lifting early on, was able to work with some of the team to create cards or, or dashboards for you know, that were very specific around, uh, around community. And so, you know, with that, we had a, I had a wealth of information on my fingertips, but again, you got to boil it down to what is the, you know, what is most important. And so, you know, clearly you could be looking at, you know, not just, you know, the trends in traffic, which are, which can be seasonal at times, but more so what, you know, what are the engagement numbers look like? Um, what are the solution rates? You know, are, are people who are coming to your community finding what they're looking for? I mean, that's kind of a fundamental uh, metric at hand. Uh, but also, you know, what, what's their intent after they after they get that information? Are they satisfied with what they have? Or are they going to continue and still reach out to you anyway? Um, you know, are they you know connecting to other other members and feeling empowered that they're able to do their job better? I mean, I had a lot of that in my community by by connecting those super fans to each other, especially in the user groups. But more importantly, in the VIP circles within uh, community, and so for them to yeah. to to save, uh, you know, kind of goes back to you know, you've got a new product and you're scaling, and then you got new new customers. Like, well, tell me what, share with them what you would have wished you had known in year one of usage of our product or year two. Those are just great, you know. Yeah. Also, the 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 thing that we're finding also now is, what if they switch channels on you? All right. So you know, what if they, you know, as we're able to communicate in multiple channels, whether it's a asynchronous chat, a bot or a community post or a social media post, or, or in one of these methods, uh, these users change, change channels, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, by having, like you said, you were using your own uh, tools, you know, there's a lot of great solutions out there to allow you to bring in the data from multiple sources and, that's where I've been seeing the really, but the power is right when you start layering in the multiple sources and, and combine that data and you get a, a, a complete, what I call like a 360 view of what that customer is doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely, uh, I still think that's a big opportunity, but I think you got to take a step back and understand, you know, what's most critical to have at that moment and kind of build that, a you know, sort of a roadmap of a dashboard that that's going to serve your needs. Uh, but don't be fooled. It's unlikely that it's going to come from one uh, one source. It's going to be multiple uh, multiple sources, and you've got to create a situation where you, you've got visibility, you know, easy access and visibility to those uh, recurring reports uh, to you know to, to run your business. Yeah, definitely. That re reaches into a great topic that I've been. We have a couple couple minutes left, but about how layering uh, social media monitoring on top of your community to make sure you're listening and engaging to the right conversations at the right time and not just using that tool for uh, Twitter and Facebook, but also layering that on top of your community. Uh, you got any experience with uh, uh, using social listening on top of a community or just social listening in general? 
Oh yeah. So, um, you know, different sets of experiences, but I think here, uh, in many cases, my experience has been a lot of the social listening, uh, functions mainly they, they, in many cases reside in marketing, um, and community may sit somewhere else, whether it be in client services or support. Although again, as I said earlier, they're shifting to marketing. So that could be uh, a benefit to this new model, but regardless of where it resides, there's gotta be a strong partnership to, you know, those people responsible for listening to all the social channels as well as having a pulse to what is happening in your core community. And that those two have got to be married together so that you get a clearer picture of the broader uh, activity uh, in social. Uh, and then of course, if there are great conversations that are happening in one or the other, that you've got people there that can cross pollinate that and make sure that that great content is, is shared uh, across the board. Yeah, the cross-pollination of content, right, was, especially in our connected day is such a, a a big deal, I feel, right? That, you know, just because, like I said, you're so many, we're all multi-channel, right? So if I'm over on here and I ask for something, it's all right if you send me a link to a Twitter post or to a YouTube video or to, you know, something that's not on the channel that I posted it right but it, it's acceptable to be i think more so now where in the past we would have been trying to get a branded something or keep them on the site i think it's a uh, you need to be able to be flexible to give them stuff across the channel so having a tool that allows you access to that stuff is is kind of critical i think oh it is without a doubt i mean that's um <clears throat> that's fundamental Okay, a couple of wrap-up questions. Uh, a couple tips for the new guy out there. Getting started, say you're, you're just getting your community, just got a license, working on the – just were like where you're at with Domo at the very beginning. What, what, what would give a, a tip from your insight doing it twice now? Sure. So very important, you need to start small. Do not try to, do not try to boil the ocean and do everything at once. You need to have very crisp, clearly defined scope of what you're trying to achieve in, you know, 90, 120, six months. Um, number one, uh, make sure that your, your management team and the stakeholders who are supporting you have clear understanding of your objectives and as well as the, the metrics. Um, and then send, and more importantly, uh, even before you go live, you know, you need to be talking to your existing teams that have been having conversations with your customers because those conversations are not new. So if it's the sales teams, if it's the product teams, you want to find out from them, all right, who has been your most vocal customer today? Who's been the most influential customer today? You want to go talk to those people even before you go live to understand the kinds of things that they're expecting to get out of uh, a new community. But then also, more importantly, invite them as an early influencer uh, into those communities. Um, so again, it's, it's really, you know, help, trying to identify, you know, the, the needs, make sure you've got buy-in, budget, scope, and then again, be very focused and, and limited on your scope. And then as you are successful to build out those, those pillars, you can then grow and expand the flavor of conversation as well as the breadth of reach that your communities deliver. And then beyond that, you know, certainly go out and network and, and try to learn from others who've been around the block in the space uh, as much as you can. Tapping into your your peers is uh, huge, and that's what this is all about, right? So on the other side of the coin is 
what's your since you you're pretty got a really good experience so if someone's got a bigger community it's been around for years they're pretty uh they think they're pretty seasoned uh got any tips for the the experienced community manager out there and how to you know guide them on their way yeah so i would go back to again the you know if, if they've been siloed into a particular function or deliverable, if they're only delivering on support deflection, then begin to think about, okay, how can you broaden the, the, the value of the community? Because again, in order to, to get more resources to grow the community, uh, you need to you need to be able to deliver more value to the company. And so, so it goes back to those four verticals I mentioned earlier, advocacy across you know, marketing and sales as it relates to upsell and retention uh, and new business, you know, Content for education, deflection for support, and innovation for uh, engineering. So making sure if you're not yet hitting on any of those verticals, you go have those conversations with the VP of engineering, the VP of education, or the VP of marketing uh, to say, hey, you know, we've got this great community. It's delivering this value. I've got this passionate customers, and we think we can deliver more. Um, and start to think about how you would then create and broaden the, the value and the scope of that community to deliver on those verticals. And then you'll, you'll realize a uh, bigger success. You know, the second piece of that as well is um, if you're not, if you are in a large company and you're, you're serving a global base and you're in English only, okay, start thinking about a globalization strategy. You know, do I use a Google translate to simply make my content read only in my current community because my install base is relatively small internationally, or do I have critical mass in, in a French environment or German environment or simplified Chinese environment that can support its own community? Because frankly, if you can deliver a true localized end-to-end experience, that's going to be the most successful for that particular uh, market. And so if you're, if you're not yet there, start thinking about, okay, is there you know, an opportunity and a need where you can drive more value in business in that market by having, you know, by offering a fully localized experience, you know, in, in again, a simplified Chinese or Japanese or another language. Yeah. We just worked on a great project with local channel advisors on that as well too. And I guess the one phrase, I guess that stood out is, is taking your community horizontal, right? I, I like that term. I think uh, we're going to, I'm going to use that <laughs> if you don't mind, but I really uh, like, think that's a, an expressive term of where people need to go is thinking horizontally with your community. So uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? So I'm on all the channels. So Twitter, uh, my handle is uh, Danny Boy. So it's my name, D-A-N-I. So it's spelled Danny pronounced Donnie. So D-A-N-I Boy 777 uh, for Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn is forward slash I am forward slash my full name. So Donnie Weinstein. Uh, and those are probably the two best ones to reach out on. That's great. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah. And, and as for me, you guys can follow, find me at all the normal places. Uh, make sure you check us out on graziti.com uh, for more episodes and, uh, make sure to register for a community refocus coming up next month. Uh, super excited about that. Like I said, we got some great talks. Uh, you'll be able to talk to a lot of other community managers and experienced community managers there within in networking sessions and chat. So uh, look out for more details and uh, keep tuned for the next episode. Have a good one. Thanks so much, John.
Thanks so much, guys, for checking out another episode of Community Talks. This was a great one. We're really happy to have uh, Donnie with us. Make sure to check us out for next time and see you soon.